Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 207. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. All right, Trick Manu. Yo. You're on a bordery patrol. Oh, I got to squint real hard. Do you want to make a perception check? Sure. Looking for any kind of threats? Yep. Abnormalities? You want two purples? Um... For the stealth of our hermit friend. Yeah, he doesn't really have stealth. And is he moving stealthily? <laughs> no, too purple. The stranger in the forest. Uh, no, I fail, but I have so many advantages. Five advantages. So you are not the one who sees him. Uh, but it could be Renwick, who I asked to okay. keep a lookout for this fellow specifically for. Okay, you have five advantages, though. Is there anything else that you can think of that would be advantageous? Or do you wish to hold them to use as blue dice when you roll something? That's a little for blue dice. I don't have anything in mind right now. Okay. So you guys are kind of separated out. Endophilus and Beowin have their ponies. And so they are like the faster moving people. They would like be relaying messages back, right? Because scouts run. They'd be relaying messages if there turned out to be a serious problem somewhere. Right. Whereas you would run with her on foot. But you're spaced out. Because people don't want to hear your stories right now. You space out for so you can cover more ground. <laughs> You're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> so you can see off in the distance, Renwick, you can't see him too often because you guys are all like nicely blended into the trees and stuff. Yep. But you are operating on the eastern edge of your forest. And from your vantage point, you see a, a ways off, you see Renwick exit the forest a little bit move into the the first time he's ever left a forest the more hilly type region which is still like sparsely populated with trees but does not count as the forest so you see him move out and you're paying attention to renwick's movements right which is why you're not noticing the person that is approaching i get snuck up on no no you don't get stuck up renwick moved to intercept this person but you didn't see that person until renwick reaches them okay and so from this distance, you see Renwick talking to somebody in dark, grayish, mottly, sloppy-colored robes. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Who is, like, leaning heavily on... They have a staff of some sort with them. Because they haven't been eating well. It is late afternoon. I think Trick will sneak forward, see if he can listen in. So you are also exiting the tree line? Yes. Trick suspects it is catching, but uh, surely I have to go up against Renwick's vigilance. You get blue dice because you had those advantages. Uh, you get a blue die because Renwick is distracted by who he is talking to. Okay. However, Renwick's vigilance is uh, red Based purple. Based on will. Yeah, sounds about right. That is one success, one advantage. Okay. So you have crept into a position to observe what is going on. How have you dispatched your magpie? I think, since especially since we're exiting the forest... Uh, I let him fly free. Sweet! Planes! <laughs> yeah. Like, it's space. in the forest where he's most in danger, because that's where 
animals that he's not as familiar with. And he okay. needs to move those wings before he gets those too wings. fast. Yeah. Okay. So he, he spirals up and he's out and about. And yep. so you may call upon him or you may dictate something about what he is doing. Okay. So you have crept up and you are listening in. Renwick is inquiring of this traveler what his destination is. Does is he know where he is? Halt! Who goes there? He's like, he's got the list of things he knows he needs to go through. He just had his arms crossed all the And time. this is like one of the rare instances where he gets to actually you know, put it into practice. Unlike when you guys brought Glamour like to the forest, Renwick is not leading with like bow out. Correct. Because you told him, you used your favor power to say, this person is coming and let's... Uh... Make sure to look out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly because there are, there's like three humans who have been by. So many humans. So this is not Connie and Marvin, and this is not Marielle and the Carter. This is some other human. Yeah, so he's like, what's your business in this area? You uh, sticking into these hills here? Like, where, where are you headed? You're getting off close to the forest. <laughs> and the response is... And he's like covered in his hood. <laughs> so the audience can't see the, his face. <laughs> I think the audience is pretty clear on who this is. Given the, it is now approaching summer, he does have his hood up. You know, gotta protect yourself from the sun, particularly when you're so pale. And his response is, I have come to visit Apollonia and Trickmanu. I have a letter indicating that. All right, let me see that. No funny business. Because elves can all read. <laughs> elves can. Yeah. <laughs> it is... A very long, thin strip of paper of super tiny writing. It is the letter that Hevelona dictated to yeah. them all, saying that Kachin can come visit. Yeah. And so Renwick is like squinty at like, I'm following this whole, and finally like Kachin snatches it back and like pulls it to like the section of the scroll that says like, yes, my father would like to meet you. Like, please bring this down. So he like holds it out for Runic to see, and then he's kind of like, "This is the staff that your Thrandalil is interested in studying. Do not trouble me further." That's Lord Thrandalil to you. Oh, Catchin's getting a little bit of impatience going. He's got a little emotion. That's Just true. Uh, Trick's enjoying this, but he should interject <laughs> before they come to blows. Uh, yes. How are you going to interject? Trick will stride out as though he's even further out of the forest than they are. So you, like, come from the hill direction? Just out of nowhere. His goal is to surprise Renwick okay. a little bit. Well, you made your stealth check, so yeah. I, don't, I feel like it'd be redundant to, like, do it again. Yeah, I, I think it's more a trick pops out. Just somewhere you wouldn't expect he's going to come from. Good eyes, uh, Renwick. This is exactly the fellow we were looking for. Catch it. It's good to see you again. This is uh, Renwick, one of our most stalwart border guards. Indeed. Look, I mean, you didn't even get to the forest and he saw you, you see. It's great. I mean, Sherman, like, wheat field in his, like, black robes. <laughs> you know, it's hilly. There's boulders and stuff like that. There, <laughs> there are some gray things with lichen and stuff on it. He's not completely wrong <laughs> camouflage, but more appropriate for swamps. You must be hungry from your long travels. Do you have any donuts? I am short on donuts. I think I might have a field mouse coming soon, but you're probably not interested in that. Split oh, it. Although you eat like one. <laughs> it's true. Trick insists that they enjoy some field rations here first before heading into the forest. <laughs> you like force him to eat. I do a force snack. him to eat. 
Yes. Like everybody's a mother when Ketchum's around. <laughs> it's like all you can do. Yep. And so he can you know, enjoy elvish food. You need to make a charm check on him then. Yep. That he, is fine. As you noticed, was a little impatient here. That is understandable. And also leaning heavily on his staff, so I can see why you might think he needs a break. The guy just needs to eat in general. Catchin's cool is three purples. He has presents? He does have presents. Interesting. You are surprised to hear that, given his presence. <laughs> Indeed I am. Fail with several advantages. This is a charm check, so if you want to spend those advantages to learn anything, because you guys are talking. Uh, Yes, I think that would be... But Kachin is not willing to just stand around here having snacks. Like... Does he explain his rush? Oh. Yeah, what's the hurry? <laughs> right. And today is like the first day of summer, and he's right here, 8 a.m. <laughs> I am a vampire. The sun is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I think from his perspective, it's a matter of I'm almost at my destination. Like, why would you get in my way? Like, he's, he doesn't word it that way, right, right. but it, that's kind of the impatience. Like, but I'm like, so close. Yeah. I would say, in some ways, he's a completionist. He doesn't do things halfway, like, when he can. But also, like, yes, he's tired. He's worn out. He's been walking. It's hot. It's summertime. Like, can we at least get under the shade? So it's not yeah. like, it's not I'm being chased, but it is a little bit like you are wasting my time. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. That sounds like a catch-in thing. I would love to be in civilization. He has previously, you know, expressed a desire to avoid towns and things like that. Like when you guys were discussing, were you going to travel together? He's got a letter of invitation. Exactly. Like he has a document from someone of some importance, as far as he knows, that should offer him some protection. Those are the things you're getting here. Yeah. Okay. Trick doesn't force the issue. He's like, all right, we can get a move on. Uh... Renwick, I guess you should stay here to stay on the lookout. I mean, Ketchum didn't think he was following. He probably wasn't, but constant vigilance, right? Okay. So you will escort Ketchum Yeah, I'll to escort town. him into town. Okay. And uh, when Ketchum moves past Renwick, Renwick kind of like throws you like a, a knowing, meaningful glance of kind of like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll be on the alert. Because you had told Renwick, like, trouble tends to follow Ketchum. That is true. Way. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Renwick is like, okay. Now I'm on hyper alert. Like, whoever this, like, trouble magnet is has arrived. Now we need to be more careful. Honestly, that's probably good. Yeah. I mean, if a couple of undead wander in, we know it's him. Yeah. (laughs) That's what your favor buys you. As I pass back in, I tell Renwick, you see a ghost, shoot twice. And you say that within Katchen's hearing. Uh, I mean, I don't try to hide it necessarily. Right, right. But But actually, Hepa's letter also was like, and there was a ghost. (laughs) It was a very long letter. (laughs) The Catchman will wait until you are not in your shot of Renwick anymore before he says, Hepa's letter mentions that you encountered a ghost. Was it oh, a problem yeah. for you? Not a problem at all. Dispatched it. I was a little surprised I had to dispatch it twice. So uh, it attacked you? Yeah, I mean, it attacked. I don't, Trick probably doesn't draw the distinction that it attacked Glamour. Okay. Yeah. You make, make a vigilance check. It's three purples. Nope, just one advantage. Okay, you're feeling good. Yeah, Trick takes the opportunity to tell the story of this. <laughs> ah, okay, well that will serve Kachin's purposes. Yeah, so he tells like, oh yes, yeah, so after we went, came to, went to Dunbin, uh, we made friends with a you know, bard there, I don't know if you've heard of Glimmer. 
horrible bagpipe noises, it cues me to... <laughs> you signal a bird, and suddenly it produces the girl of bagpipes. Does that... That probably doesn't alarm Ketchin, but that's just weird. Yes, it is weird. I mean, um, but we're elves. We're really in tune with nature. That's, that's totally true. <laughs> yes, so when we went... When we stayed there that night, that's when we encountered the... Uh, so Trick will tell that story a little bit. And you call me down to join you? Yeah, I As you're so. going into the forest? Or do you leave Mate to his devices? I mean, Mate is free to... Come and go. I think Trick invites me to come back, see who this weird person is. Introduce your friend. Yeah. He wasn't hanging around as soon as you indicated field rations. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, oh, Ketchin doesn't want them. Me to leave them. Uh, Trick will ask where oh, uh, where Ketchin's been around to. But first you were telling him about the attack. Did you want me to literally I, reiterate that? I don't need you to relate the events of the attack i want to know from tricks telling of it what are the highlights like what does trick emphasize in the story trick. the awesomeness of the double shot you yeah, mainly the awesomeness of the double shot the fact that like the face seems to be the single solid point of a ghost there was also the mystery of we don't know what its mission was i don't know if that's something yeah trick would be excited to like because then you have the end like we and nobody knows yeah, <laughs> like I know. It seemed like, and now Trick might even reflect like like the skeletons. It seemed almost well wistful, well, like it had completed whatever its mission was. The skeletons? Oh, that was much later. Were there skeletons at the keep? Oh no no no. Well, not that I know of. No, this was in some cave underneath South Tower. I can tell you about it later. Oh, but that's where we found another curious artifact, sort of like that staff. The staff, by the way. The creepy skull was removed from it. Oh, that's good. You guys brought that to Thrandalil with the crystal. Oh, that's right. So Ketchin has not replaced it with a new creepy skull, just to be clear here. It is still is it like recognizable as it like, is oh, still recognizable because of like, you know, the twisted okay. warped wood it was or whatever. Okay, yeah. so then the staffs are three parts. A staff, the skull, and then the crystal. Yes. Trick well mention that, but with a, a word of caution that it did. The staff itself seemed to drain your, I don't know if you would say life, but your energy. And it, I, don't know, I, I carried it back. And it. Did you cast with it? No. Oh, we haven't gotten that far. It's just a <laughs> heavy burden. Personally, I think it should probably be destroyed, but Let's Uncle Thran is the most capable person to make that assessment. And he has it for study now. Yes, absolutely. Well, That's... perhaps he will like to discuss that as well as this one. I imagine he will be keen to do so. Uh, but but tell me of your travels. I left the swamp, as was agreed. I apologize for the haste of my departure. God, you didn't know you had to get a move on. We understand. I mean, otherwise, we wouldn't have sent a letter. So no hard feelings, then? No, I mean, Hepa really would have loved for you to have been come back, able to come back to the forest right away. Absolutely. We got busy with some other things, so... Skeletons. Like, so that was like... I don't want to say that was the least interesting thing. But you said they had a message. The skeletons? Oh, as we put them down, they were looking for... They wanted to know where the master was. And they were, like, sad. And I, just, I never ascribed agency or emotion to undead beings. Except for, except for the story you told about Madam what's her name? Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said about ascribing agency or feeling to them, and, and Katchen will say, but they were all people once. 
Once. Oh, elves once. Bodies don't normally. Like a, a dead log does not. It's not grow. A, it's not an undead log. Oh, oh, like Trigg is repulsed by the very concept. Is that? How can you, that be done? How would you know what the plant? I, I don't know. Are, are you more knowledgeable of these matters? Trigg is made slightly delicate about this. I was gonna say, after talking with Katya was gonna leave that as a rhetorical question. Yeah. He was not no, gonna. Trick, Trick's gonna push. Oh, because Hella. You got in trouble with Hella. I got in trouble with Hella. I got in trouble with her too. Don't worry about it. You need a check to get him to. Is this a charm check or streetwise check or a deception check? Because I'm trying to lead him on. I feel like this is probably charm. Like you are not. There's no subtlety here. Okay. It's more a matter of like nobody else is around and you're prying for information. So it's three purples. No problem today. Two successes. Okay. So the question was, is it even possible to have an undead log? Yes. And then you were like, are you knowledgeable about these things? Tachin does not directly address the question of, is he knowledgeable about these things? He demonstrates his knowledge. But you're... See that log there. You're, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Serve me, log. Sorry. He's going to attempt to, like, discuss this from first principles, kind of, like... Well, let's like, think about that. Yeah. You know, like, what undead have you personally encountered, Trick Menu? You encountered those corpses that walked. You said you encountered a ghost with a skull, and you said that you encountered skeletons. Those are all beings that previously were alive. Yes, plants are alive, but beings with souls. Do elves believe trees have souls? Well, Trick can now instruct Ketchin and like, well... One big soul, right? The, yeah, the nature of a forest is complicated, but there are, are certainly woeses, beings that are you might consider a little more animate. A little more. A little. Do woeses have agency was the term you used. Trees, it seems to me, do not. I thought trees might. I don't know. Trees as a collective might. I don't think a single tree does. A woes definitely does. So a woes is some sort of tree person? If that's the easiest way for you to think about it, then yes, but I will not... That is not how I can construct it. It appear, it looks to the human eye as a tree, perhaps large. What does it look like to the elf eye? Usually also a tree. <laughs> but the, the careful, discerning eye, you can determine that it is a creature that can move with more speed than a tree, certainly. Can it think? Absolutely, yes. Probably spends most of its time doing that as it moves ever so slowly and makes very careful plans for millennia. Then I believe it could be raised. Let's hope that such a thing does not come to pass. But as for your log, I do not think you need to worry about them. Well, that's a plus. Uh, yes, uh, but we can take you straight to to Uncle Thran. He and Hepa are probably they're probably studying that right now. But they've been they've been looking at a lot of things. Oh, we have your I forget if it was in the letter your ring. I did instruct Hella to give it to Apollonia. Yes. Um, she that only broke it once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trick's probably not even... He might be vaguely aware of that. He certainly doesn't mention it. I don't think Hepa said anything Yeah, about okay. It. She no might not say anything to Ketchum about it either. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we have that for you. And uh, yeah, it should be, should be good. You get to enjoy summer. Uh, it's a time of strong growth, but it's like more mature growth after the bit of the chaos of spring, the melt and all the new buds. Now you can see all the flowers come. And there's just emptiness on his face. He lets you ramble. He doesn't stop you. Trick will try to... 
Are you going to versify here? Versify. What's your juggly activity that you will be doing? He will constantly be like picking flowers along the way as we throwing them at him. Well, like just to try to like different scents. Uh, maybe one oh, of them will end up being a pollen that has death. Detects that ring can't and explodes. Who knows? <laughs> probably not. Uh, yeah, probably shouldn't go talk to that. Yeah, that'd be bad. She would be the one to know about what was his raising, but yeah, I do. I, at some point, we probably will have to check and make sure he doesn't have any death or ink cap on him. And if he does, I don't know what we do with it. Well, it's probably on the list that Redwick was supposed to go over, but. Do you have anything to declare? <laughs> <laughs> Trick well tried to induce a feeling of almost wonder at, at nature, I think. Okay. You are trying to induce a feeling. Yep. This, I believe, is two purples. And this is just a narrative effect. For this purpose, yes. Absolutely. Okay. He has adversary one. Yep. And I'm spending a story point. Ooh. On his behalf. Absolutely two You're like Disney. I will totally <laughs> like, spend another story point. You've got, the, got the bird helping you, and then walking yeah. through the forest, and now you're like, try the smell. Spend the story. Of the forest. Let's see that rabbit running through, snacking on something. Here's another flower. Also see the fox preying upon the rabbit. Petals everywhere. Two successes. Spend your strain, and tell me again what your intent was. You wanted to alter his... To be able to enjoy the natural world around okay. him. Okay. <laughs> We're always trying to give to him break life. this killjoy. To, for one brief moment, rekindle his... The part of his brain that is broken. Okay. But it is only an illusion. So, you succeed. Yes. I would say, through your verse, you manage to get through whatever haze it is around him. Oh, it's probably that dapper ink. And oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so, yes, like he starts sneezing, he has horrible allergies, and that's what the dapper ink is for. <laughs> I would say his eyes actually start focusing on what you're pointing out as opposed to letting it ramble and letting you be focused on where he's going. Yeah, so he does start like at least paying attention, actually looking at what you're pointing out to him, and he asks how Helleth is doing. I think health is doing pretty well. She was, she was injured. She was injured. Getting not just your ring. She picked up another ring, but she's back to full health. And uh, the fellows that messed her up have been dealt with appropriately. Uh, but no, she's she's doing pretty well. Uh, so she's up, you know, a significant cash of wealth, thanks to you, I guess, and her own efforts. I would not be surprised if she's gonna do some more activity along those lines. But that's her business. Yeah, no, I'd say she's doing well, and she was she was glad to hear, like, at least last one when we saw her, that you were doing okay. And I want to say, like, oh, that you made more friends. <laughs> Not what Trick said. But... That you hadn't been executed yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's looking out for you. He nods in acknowledgement of your words, but he does not say anything further yeah, on this topic. Uncommon. And you are taking him directly to Thrandalow's house? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'd like also like where else would I take him? Like, hey, this is the seer. You want to do some dowsing for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering where he's gonna stay because there seemed to be some sort of problem with like Glamour. We found had to find some arrangements. Well, Glamour's a dwarf. But also, you did take Glamour to your father first, and your father didn't want to deal with that whole can of worms. Yeah, I mean, we can see how it goes. Hepa totally does not plan this stuff ahead of time. She's just like, oh, he's coming with us now. I mean, but you at least you told your dad. And your dad is interested in seeing him. Whereas with yeah. Glamour, it was like, oh, hey, we, we got this dwarf. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Trick Mano is escorting Gatchin. Yep. Boom, we're at the house.
bringing him up to your uncle's study. Oh uh, yeah, presuming that no one stops us. This is, um... It's a work day, so nobody's around. We said it was after, it's probably actually like dinner time when you actually get to the house, maybe even like post-dinner, because you met him at the edge of the woods and brought him in. So it's actually getting close to night, we'll say. Okay. Trick is the type to knock on the door and then open it. Then the person that you will encounter will be Quamelia, because Hepa is up in her father's study. Right, that makes sense. So Quamelia is the first person you encounter in the hallway, and she is surprised, and how do you introduce these two? Camelia, you haven't met Ketchin. This is one of uh, someone we met on Hepa's and I first uh, foray. Uh, he wants to do some work with your uncle, your father. She uh, raises her eyebrows at that, but she does the polite thing of welcoming him to their home. Uh, is Uncle Thran home? Is he, is he available, I guess? Yes, and she tells you that he and Hepa are up in the library. Oh, perfect. But she she does ask Catchin what his business is here. Essentially, like, what are you visiting my father about? Is Catchin at all, like, reticent to... Catchin will... Hmm. A trick might jump in if Catchin's unsure yeah, I think Yeah, I think Catchin hesitates because he knows that you two are, like, you and Hepa are... Have some level of trust in him. Yes, and that you were involved in research related to necromancy... But also it seemed like Trick seemed to catch him to be something of a kindred spirit and like That's true. He doesn't know how open Trick is about like this research project. So he doesn't know like who knows about these things or doesn't know about these things. Yeah. If Ketchin hesitates, Trick will interject. Oh, he has an interest in artifacts, just like Uncle Thran does, and will have a so they wanted to swap yeah, information Yeah, at which point Catchin will jump jump in and he'll be like, Yes, I'm bringing this staff for your father to study. And Trick will, like, he'll start to tell the story about, this was a staff that, I guess, technically Hepa and I and Ketchin all found, but we split it. But Uncle Thran, he wanted to see the other half, too. So we're finally able to work that out. I do want you to make a charm. Yeah, because there's nothing deceptive. No, not really. I mean, I'm avoiding the word necromancy, but... This is mostly just to establish what Camellia knows about what's going on. Yep. Her cool is two purples. She's not Ooh. super cool. I have success with one threat. If okay. you'd like, you had mentioned a threat counter earlier. If you'd like to start accumulating those. Yeah, we'll start accumulating those. Until ghosts and other things just start showing up. Undead logs? They can't be right. No, you were wrong! I mean, how would you know if they're undead? They just sit there still. <laughs> You're the worst necromancer. I never said I was a necromancer. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't cut it in necromancy. Okay, you have succeeded, and Camellia is like... Oh, yes. My sister is will be delighted. She has a keen interest in these artifacts. And she gestures in the direction of the staircase, and you're allowed to proceed. And get the party back together again! Daddy put so much pressure on me about seeing the rest of the staff. I don't have any managers, so I can't raid the larder first. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can uh, send mate to do so. I think Trick will do that. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, bring up some of the Nut cheeses are not a thing that we do as elves. Oh, there could be like nut cheeses. Or like pemmican. Yeah, definitely some of that. Okay. What's that? The meat and cranberry and it's a Native American trail food. Oh, okay. Like rendered fat in fruit of some kind, usually. Yes, I totally need to grab some pemmican. Okay. 
Yeah, you think he's going to come back with it? <laughs> Crazy stuff. In the library, what artifact are you and Thrindle looking at at this point in time? Let me think about because we have different pieces of the staff. We have different runes, and then we have the thing from Lady Sabine. As well as the rings. So Thrandalil seemed like he was very interested in the staff. I'm a little curious about the head versus the staff. Yeah. So we can have you with the skull from the new staff, trying to see whether like the skull does anything. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of good to know if any of that stuff. So basically, unless Daddy is like, oh, let's not mess with this. Okay. And so skull in the hand. Yeah. And I don't know if I can do any sort of like like a lore check or something to just be like, what have we heard about these yeah, things? Let's have you... a forbidden check? No, not a forbidden check. Peppa's curious, but it's one thing to like mess with a crystal. It's another thing with a creepy head. So let's have you make a lore check and you can get a blue die from Thranduil's resources. And it's going to be three purples. And I'm going to upgrade it. So it will actually be two purples and a red. We have story points, right? Yeah, we got tons. You want one? Yeah, let's do it. It's one success. So over the last couple of months, some of the scouts who have returned from further afield have brought back with them letters that are responses to things that your father has sent out. So there's a variety of new scrolls of information have come in. And you guys have been looking over them, and you have copies of some, like, hand drawings of some tapestries as well as, like, illustrations and things like that from some of the necromantic incidents over the last the centuries since the humans showed up and so there's a variety of illustrations and your father had had theories about these necromantic control crystals right and in a lot of the illustrations you're seeing the leader of like the opposing side is shown holding some sort of staff and the drawings that show what looks like a human holding a staff tend to have like a skull head on the staff there are some drawings as well that seem to be like skeletons that have staffs, and those tend to be mounted directly with a, a very visible crystal on them. Okay. So it's definitely a thing that it appears that at the very least there's a tradition of putting a creepy skull on it, right. possibly as a, an intimidation tactic or as a declaration of intent. Right. Okay, so maybe I... Th- think it doesn't do anything or it may be protective somehow. There may be some actual like reason that these foul casters who still have the trappings of humanity have these skulls in place. Then I'm still going to try. I'm assuming that Drandalil is not particularly like neat and orderly. He's got piles of stuff. So I'm going to assume we're, it basically looks like an explosion of scrolls in there because we're looking through stuff. There may, we may have ink on our faces. I think when HEPA is involved in the research, it is even more of an explosion. Like, when Thranduil is working by himself, it tends to be like his desk is completely covered with a whole bunch of stuff. And, like, he knows in all of his little cubbies, all his little branch niches, he knows, like, where things go, but nobody else really does. But I think when HEPA is also involved, there's also things, like, stretched across the floor. And... Yeah. And I don't know if he's the same as her, but she also, like triggers something else, and then she's like, oh, but what about these mushrooms? So I'm sure it just looks like chaos. So that's the scene I would expect. So yeah, I want to try something with the skull just to be sure it doesn't do anything. Though if it does something necromantic and it can't do necromancy, then... Then you won't know. 
we won't know. So I will say Thranduil is more focused than Hepa is. Hepa right. does popcorn around Thranduil, very focused on his one topic of interest. Okay. So yeah, so what do I have to do to try something with this? I guess it's an artifact? Would that be more of like so, try to cast with it? If you want to try to cast with it, you can. Attempt to treat it like a rune. It doesn't have a rune on it, but if, if you want to metaphysically treat it like a rune, that is an yeah. approach to an experiment you can do. Is that the same as any other, like, like the Dowsing Rod used primal, it's like an artifact... The dowsing rod you approached in a primal magic way. Okay. I mean, I guess I would start with a rune magic way, just because it seems like it's a more human thing. Okay. And that's the only other magic I know. And then if that doesn't work, I could try something primal with it. Just, I kind of don't think it's going to do anything. But I'm willing to try. So I'm not quite sure exactly what I'm going to say I can want to try to do with it, though. Well, you're trying to channel some sort of energy through it. I mean, maybe the barrier is a good thing because it's obvious and also not, it doesn't seem as dangerous. And also you've, you've done it a few times. You're probably getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. I will try to do something similar to like I did with the ice okay. shard with whatever this thing will do. Okay. Hopefully nothing because this sounds like it could be dangerous if it does something. So you are attempting to do something through it with your rune skill? Yeah. Something that if this were a rune would be... A simple one purple thing to do. But this is not a rune. So you are going to be rolling three purples as your base here, and I am spending a story point to make it two purples and a red. And do I want to try to upgrade this one? Yeah, why not? For the thing that I might be might not do anything. Chuck, you are coming up the stairs with yep. catching. Yep. I'm telling Daddy that I'm gonna try to use it like a rune. Was this with the new skull or the old skull? With the new skull. So, no, I failed uh, with four advantages. It takes strain, I'm guessing, because I did You did some... do suffer two strain uh -huh. because you were attempting to do magic. So your four advantages cannot heal those strain. Right. So, definitely, this thing doesn't use runic magic. Right. That is for sure. But can I spend the advantages to see that it, if it does anything? You can tell that it was crafted through magic. Mm -hmm. So, this is not just some clever glue of assembling it to have these tusks and stuff like that. And um, it's not a real creature. It is not a real creature. Okay. It is composed of pieces of multiple creatures, but it is welded together magically. So it is the product of magic. Okay. And I will say that you, you sense some sort of resonance. Okay. Like I get the sense that it could do something it, it magical, but I don't It could do something, but not what you were doing. Okay. And that isn't like if you had chosen something other than barrier, it would have worked. No. Runic magic doesn't operate on it. Well, it's not a rune. Yeah. I um, mean, if I was good, maybe I could put a rune on it, but I don't know. You start just like etching runes all over the place. <laughs> it's just this heart and it says all right. That's called graffiti. It's <laughs> not a rune. <laughs> and plus H. Okay. So you had lots of advantages there. So trick, you make it up the staircase. Oh, good. There's a door there, and you just bust in, or you... Run. I mean, it's, it's knocking. Knocking open? Guess who's here? And uh, Thrandalil and Hepa are, like, in a pile. Like, there's parchments all over the place. And Hepa's got, like, the 
classic Shakespearean pose of like a skull in her hand. And thank goodness it wasn't fire. Yeah. Goodbye, library. been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland aka West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience. <laughs>